It is a Saturday morning on CCO Land. Time once again for our wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. How you doing there, Denny boy? I'm, I'm doing uh, quite well. Here we are, uh, the run for the roses today, Mother's Day tomorrow, big weekend. Big weekend, and I'm going to talk about that in particular. You know, the fastest growing area in the world of wine and spirits may just shock everybody. It's bourbon, American bourbon whiskey. And bourbon is an American whiskey, a totally American product. In 1964, the Congress of the United States declared that bourbon whiskey is a distinctive product of the United States, and it must be procured in the United States to be sold around the world. And this is kind of interesting because we come to the party late after the Mexicans had tequila, etc. We finally decided that American bourbon was really a definite American product. And there's an interesting history in our country. Bourbon itself, the name, comes from the French dynasty, the Bourbons. And our country in its early days, uh, in the 1700s, there was an area called Bourbon County, went all the way from Virginia to Indiana. It was just a huge, huge area before the states of Tennessee, Kentucky, etc., etc. And undoubtedly, that's where it gets its name. However, some wags claim that bourbon is really uh, uh, named after Bourbon Street in New Orleans. And what difference does it make? They're both named after the Bourbon Dynasty. I think the Kentucky one has more substance to it because on the Ohio River there was a port called Old Bourbon and all the whiskey shipped from that port down to New Orleans, down the Ohio River to the Mississippi, etc., were stamped Old Bourbon. So I think you can almost say with some certainty that that is really the origins of the word bourbon And bourbon is, like I say, a very American product. It has to be 51% corn, and it has to be aged in new charred oak barrels. Where they char it, they burn the inside of the barrel. (coughs) Excuse me. And what that really does is that adds an awful lot of flavor. Uh, That charring and that oak flavor is what gives whiskey its toasty, vanilla-y flavor. Undoubtedly, the distillation was brought to this country by the, particularly the English and the Irish and, and some French uh, because they did uh, make uh, spirits in their own countries. In fact, another interesting fact is George Washington derived most of his wealth from a distillery that he owned on Mount Vernon. It's said that he took in almost pardon me, what would be considered today about $500 million uh, over a time frame uh, from that distillery while he ran it. And like I said, there's all sorts of wonderful stories that that was a good way to ship corn. You distilled it and shipped it in barrels, all of that being what it's made. Obviously, it was a very popular item. Another interesting thing, is the modern invention of uh, bourbon is attributed to Elijah Craig. And Craig was a Baptist minister, and 
he was the one <coughs> that introduced charring oak barrels to the whiskey manufacturer product, and he labeled his product bourbon whiskey. And anyhow, it's a wonderful spirit. It's very popular in and around the world, and there's good reason for it. American bourbon whiskey is really something else. It is a wonderful spirit. Uh, you, you, when you take Scotch whiskey or Irish whiskey, etc., they're all very distinct in flavor. American whiskey is coming into its own right now, and it's very, very hard to find a lot of American whiskey because, as I started to say, when we open this up, the most popular and the largest growth area in the world of wine and spirits is uh, bourbon whiskey. And like I said, there's good reason for that. People are rediscovering it. It's so popular and such a delightful uh, beverage. And, you know, today you can get aged whiskey. Years ago when I started out in this business, all of our whiskey was minimum of 10 years old because it was so common. Today you'd be very lucky to find any 10-year-old whiskey, and if you did, you'd pay an awful lot of money for it. In bourbon, as I said, is pretty much from Kentucky, and it's kind of interesting because <coughs> Kentucky in 1919 was one of the first states to invoke prohibition, so their prohibition in Kentucky started a good decade before the rest of the country, and they closed up all the distilleries. And they didn't open any distilleries again for almost 80 years. And then they opened them. And today they have bourbon train that you can get on in Kentucky and go and stop at it. I think it's eight distilleries that make bourbon whiskey. Today I think there's well over 150 distilleries in Kentucky producing wonderful bourbons. And the whole reason to precipitate this talk about bourbon whiskey is the fact that today at the Kentucky Derby, the drink of choice is a mint julep. And they will sell today at that Kentucky Derby and yesterday at Kentucky Oaks over 100,000 cocktails, mint julep cocktails. They really are wonderful how they uh, make that. It's, it's a simple drink. It's and sometimes called a smash. And the smash is the idea that, that uh, you take a mortar and pestle and you grind up the mint, and that releases, when you do that, all the essential oils in mint, and the flavors come out. Then you sweeten that up with a little cane sugar and perhaps a little splash of water or two, and then you put that on top of shaved ice and pour good bourbon whiskey on top of that. And you get this mint julep that is, like I say, it's the official uh, cocktail of the Kentucky Derby. And it is a delicious drink, a mint julep. And, it, uh, of course, they, they again, with Kentucky, one of their most famous politicians ever was Senator Henry Clay. And he's the one that introduced mint juleps to Washington, D.C. at the Willard Hotel. He... Uh, uh, was the one had that made there, called it a mint julep, and the rest is just goes on. And like I say, ever since the first running of the Kentucky Derby, which goes back over 100 years, they had mint juleps, except during Prohibition. And they are truly a wonderful, remarkable drink. 
uh, as I said, in a, you muddle the mint, a little sugar and water. <coughs> Pardon me. Fill the glass up with crushed ice, put the bourbon in, garnish it with a little bit of mint sprig, and serve it. What a delicious drink it really is. Uh, mint juleps are very popular for one reason. They're delicious. And today when you're watching the Kentucky Derby, and I'm sure many of us will be, I guarantee you it'll increase your enjoyment of that derby tremendously if you have a mint julep in the hand. Uh, and the mint julep is sponsored by uh, the Brown Foreman family. It used to be early times, and then it moved on to uh, Old Forester, and now it's Woodford Reserve are just labels of bourbon whiskey that are owned by the Brown Foreman Company. Woodford Reserve today is the official one of the Kentucky Derby. And as I said, the Kentucky Derby mint juleps are easy to make, and they increase your enjoyment of the Derby, I guarantee it. And incidentally, in our St. Paul store today, Terry Farrell has done for the past 20 years makes mint juleps and you're offered a taste of them and he'll show you just how he makes the juleps and <clears throat> hopefully will be your inspiration to go and pick one up uh, and make one at home yourself. There, like I say, there's nothing to it. There's only those items in it that I mentioned. It's bourbon whiskey, a little sugar, smashed mint, and a little splash of water and garnish it with a sprig of mint and you have a mint julep that is absolutely wonderful. And if you have time, be sure and stop in our St. Paul store, and Terry will make you a mint julep to taste and to see if you wouldn't like to do that at home. <coughs> As Denny mentioned earlier, it's also Mother's Day, and we got a great, great gift for Mother, a bouquet of roses. I've always said, why not give Mom a bouquet that you could all share? And with this one, you can indeed do just that. It's a collection, six for 60, six bottles of rosé wine, and they are wonderful rosés. They come from the Rhone Valley in France, Provence in France, Burgundy. Uh, they also come from the state of Oregon. And like I say, these are six different rosés, six different bouquets for mom to enjoy. And it's six, one of our six for 60, so mom will absolutely love a bouquet that the whole family can enjoy. And that's if you give her six of these wonderful rosés, it'll be a real run for the roses, or rather a run for the rosés, because there's six, and she'll be able to taste those six rosés all during the summer. So pick it up at, at any Haskell store, six for 60, a mother's bouquet of rosé. And then, if you're in St. Paul, stop in and get a sample of those wonderful mint juleps. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to thehaskells.com, and they have the recipe there for mint juleps. Fantastic. Well, yes, get into Haskell's, get those uh, ingredients, uh, or stop by and see Terry in St. Paul. Uh, but, that's not, yeah, it's a great idea for Mother's Day tomorrow. And uh, before we uh, leave, uh, happy Mother's Day to your bride, Kathy, too. Uh, and to your lovely wife as well. <laughs> Just a wonderful time to celebrate mothers.
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, we had a great day to do that. It was a little shower tomorrow. But, well, I'll tell you what, Jack, let's, uh, let's plan on talking, uh, talking next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. As I mentioned earlier, you can't come in, go to Haskells.com, because the recipe for mint juleps is there, and a listing of all those wonderful bourbons also. And Haskells does deliver, for sure. Indeed. Thank you, Denny. All right. You take care. Yeah, You uh, feel feel better, and uh, we'll talk next week. That's Jack Farrell. I'm going to look from... forward to that. All right. Me too. Thank you, Jack. Looking forward to this uh, warm weather, as a matter of fact. We have 52 degrees right now. I'm going to alert you uh, to uh, get those lawn and garden questions ready, heading into a busy hour next hour here on CCO. Our smart garden will get underway right after the news break. Master gardener Teresa Rooney will be helping us out today. So keep those uh, lawn and garden questions in mind, and we'll, uh, we'll open up the show next hour with, uh, with Teresa. In the meantime, enjoy the day. Sunny skies, albeit a, maybe a shower day tomorrow for Mother's Day. Uh, 75 the high today. Maybe later on this week, we could see highs near 89 degrees. Right now, mostly fair skies in the Twin Cities. Our CCO temperature reading 52 degrees. Stay with us.